Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, this is Note to Self, and I'm your host, Peyton Sarton. From Q&As and breakup tips to simply navigating every stage of life, Note to Self is a space to get messy, explore new perspectives, and ultimately empower yourself and others. Grab some wine or a mocktail, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. All right, hi guys. Welcome back to Note to Self. I'm actually going to do an Ask P episode today. A solo episode. It's been a hot second, and I've actually never done a solo episode in studio on camera. So if you're tuning in on YouTube today, hello. I'm serving major soccer mom, tennis mom energy right now. I just got back from shooting, and I feel like I belong at a country club today. I was excited to do an SP episode today because it's been a little over a month since my last one, and I've kind of promised to do these monthly, and I feel like I just had so many good guests on in the last couple of weeks that I kind of just kept pushing them back and pushing them back. And I've had some of you guys reach out and ask when the next one is coming. So she's here. It's ready for you. I've aggregated five Ask P questions kind of from different categories. And I do want to say at the top of this episode, obviously, I want you to trust yourself when it comes to anything in your own life. So these are just meant to be kind of fun, you know, off the top answers. You know, I don't know all the details. I'm not the pro at your life. And at the end of the day, everything I promote on on Note to Self is about trusting yourself, trusting your gut and your intuition and knowing what's best for you and really like tuning into that. I can give you advice on these things, but I can only come from my perspective, not yours. And you are the master of your own destiny. Okay. Not me, but it is a fun episode to do every month or so. And I really enjoy connecting with y'all in this way and kind of seeing what's going on in your lives. And I kind of feel like a part of it. It also makes me realize that all of us kind of just go through the same things in life. And sometimes people do know what they want to do or what they need to do in certain situations, but they need like the little ounce of tough love to just push them over the edge to actually do things and like make the moves that they need to make. So You can consider this that. You can consider this my suggestion or what I would do in your situation. But again, don't get offended. You don't need to do what I'm saying. And I'm not, again, the end all be all on your life. That being said, I think I might have some hot takes this week. I went ahead and like kind of found a few different questions from a few different kind of areas of life, but I didn't really think about them too much when I was selecting them just because I wanted to have like a very candid discussion and kind of give you my like stream of consciousness (laughs) on this. So let's get started. Number one, I'm just going to name them by numbers. I'm not going to like name any names or anything like that unless there's a name in the story because it just makes my life easier. So we're going to call this number one. Okay. So I dated this guy for a long time. Obviously, I loved him and saw us getting married. Our relationship was a bit unpredictable. Lots of highs and lows. 
He was a cruel drunk, which led to fights a lot. Eventually, we took a break because he drunk texted me that he cheated on me when on a trip. We got back together. He moved for work. And a week later, I found out he had a dating app when we were doing long distance. I broke up with him. So by the way, this is like over the course of a little while. But this is like a quick summary, I'm assuming. I broke up with him for good in a text, LOL. <laughs> he fought hard to get me back for three years. I always told him no. But on my birthday in January, he texted me asking to meet up because he missed me. I said no. I thought meeting up in Dallas where we met would be overwhelming. So we stopped talking for a while. In May, I was in New York for a trip. He is in D.C., which is pretty close. So, in quotes, bad decision. I told him I'd be open for a drink. The same day he got tickets and arranged to be in New York the whole week I was there. I only saw him once. He bombarded me with everything he has changed, how we can make distance work, or I could wait until he's 30 and back in Dallas. Psycho, I know. He was saying no one compares to me. We'd still be together, etc. I walked out on him because I couldn't even look at him. He followed. I told him to look at him or to spend time with him. I had to be wasted. So he agreed to get me drunk. And long story short, I got wasted with him. He kissed me. Eventually, we made out. He asked to have sex. I said no. And he stayed at my hotel. We talked about the past. I told him I didn't see us dating. He ghosted me. And I found out the entire time he had a girlfriend. This whole time, I guess, during this last exchange. Not only am I so hurt and feel let on, I have no idea what to do. Do I just do nothing and let him go? What's your advice? And she says, T, by the way, me and my best friend are obsessed with your Instant podcast. Thank you all so much. So that was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. Why I wanted this in here is because I needed like a really toxic one. Okay. One, very toxic. This man seems like he, if he's having all of these girlfriends, it just seems like he's a person that doesn't want to be alone. And those kind of people always really, really freak me out. Like, I feel like I always date guys that never have girlfriends because they're so specific with their time and so intentional. So this kind of guy is just a huge red flag from the start. Like, how does he even have time to juggle this many girls? That stresses me out. What is he doing with his life? I'm, I'm so confused. I know the toxicity and the highs and the lows can kind of be addicting. Like, that's kind of what that is. Like, they give you a lot and then they give you a little so you want more. And then they redeem themselves or like they reward you with a lot of attention and they take it away. Like that whole toxic back and forth from an outsider perspective, because I'm not in it, I can obviously tell it's crazy, you know, but I know when it's you're in it, it's harder to understand. You've got feelings involved. He's giving you all of this reassurance and hope. And then he's taking everything away by his actions. And I think that you need to pay attention to his actions more than his words. And this guy, honestly, hot take seems like trash. I think I hate him. <laughs> I say this in once at least once in every Ask P. You should dump him. We don't need to be talking to him anymore. Because if you go back to the villain era episode, it was a couple episodes ago. I feel like this is very anti in your villain era. This whole guy just ruining your life all the time and using up so much of your time that could be spent working on yourself and or with someone who is 10,000 times better. So the more you deal with a man like this, the less chance you have of dealing with one that's actually great and sane and going to add to your life. So that's kind of like my dating scheme. I always realized like when I wasted my time with these like losers, I was like, oh, wait, this is time that someone else is better isn't coming to my life because I'm giving my attention to this loser. So I say dump him. Good riddance. Goodbye. Don't talk to him anymore. He's literally sounds insane. Today's episode is sponsored by Way. Winter is coming, which means it's time to go crazy on the hair masks, oils, and treatments to keep my hair soft and hydrated rather than dry and brittle. 
I tend to give my hair a little more TLC this time of year, which is where whey comes in. I have been using whey products for years. At first, I fell in love with how gorgeous their products are, and I love seeing them on display in my shower and on my bathroom sink. But beyond aesthetics, I've found a few whey products that have become essentials in my hair routine. The leave-in conditioner has been a favorite post-shower treatment. It helps with frizz, tangles, flyaways, and breakage for all hair types. It protects from heat up to 450 degrees, and it's color-safe and cruelty-free. This has become essential, especially if I'm like styling my hair, which I do a lot in the wintertime. Always, always, always I use this leave-in conditioner. Waze Detox Shampoo is a concentrated shampoo that cleanses product buildup, hard water deposits, dirt, oil, and other impurities. It's made with apple cider vinegar, and it's free of sulfates and parabens. It's safe for all hair types, including color-treated hair or keratin-treated hair and Brazilian blowouts. And just so you know, with the Way Better Together kit, you can get the full-sized leave-in conditioner and the full-size detox shampoo for just $40. Way is also the perfect gift for the holiday season. Give your loved ones the gift of healthy hair. Special holiday gift sets take the guesswork out of gifting, and Way has products for every hair type. Discover all the ways to share joy this holiday season. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code NOTE TO SELF to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, code NOTE TO SELF. And just so you'll know, NOTE TO SELF is all caps, no spaces. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am Divorced Not Dead. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said. Why do we put so much pressure on ourselves for the happily ever after? Does our love story really have to be one great lengthy novel? Or can we be happy with a book of short but exciting love stories? I guess we'll find out on Divorce Not Dead. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey. So buckle up. All right, number two. As I, female, 20, entered my 20s and even a bit before that, I've dealt with a lot of anxiety and indecisiveness regarding my career and university choices. I feel like I was pushed from high school to college to then university without even knowing what I wanted to do. There are so many careers out there and I often feel overwhelmed and lost. It seems like other people have it figured out from a young age while I'm just a complete mess. I've often been told and reassured that everyone has their own path and that I'll figure it out eventually. I've even considered taking a year off, but I'm scared of dropping out of my current program and losing opportunities. 
I'm currently in my second year and I'm not sure I like it. I can't help but worry and I feel this anxiety has taken a toll on me. Have you experienced something similar to that? And what would your advice be? Also wanted to say that I appreciate your podcast so much. It has helped me through various situations and you have such a grounding presence. Thank you so much for saying that. That's so sweet. I love the podcast so I can connect with y'all like this. Okay, let me think about this one for a second. So I feel like I had a lot of anxiety going into college, but I also know, and I knew like deep inside that what I was studying to do, which I was a poli-sci major in college and I minored in sociology. I wanted to go to law school. I knew within the first year, like my first semester of like more upper level classes, probably like my sophomore year. So around your same age, I knew that I didn't want to do this for my job. I knew I didn't want to go to law school anymore. It just wasn't going to be my thing. The more I learned about the justice system, the more I realized I didn't know what I wanted. I thought it was one thing and it ended up being another. So I was very disillusioned and like kind of jaded about the whole thing after learning more about it. So I just started trying new things. And the reason I found what I do right now is because I went outside of my college experience and did something that looked fun that no one else was really doing. And it wasn't like I was trying to find something that no one else was doing. I actually would have preferred probably at the time that it was more normal because blogging and stuff like that was kind of weird. But I finally, like I pulled the trigger. I started kind of getting out of my comfort zone and trying something else that was outside of my college degree path. And that's when I found blogging. And since then, writing on a blog when I was like 21, my job has changed so much. And I've kind of just ridden the wave of just what's popular at the time, figuring out where I belong in this whole space. And I've gone from blogging to doing more Instagram to throwing in some modeling in there and doing content creation and stuff like that. And then going into TikTok and then YouTube and then starting this podcast. It's been a whole crazy seven-year experience. And that's largely because I tried new things and got out of my comfort zone. So I stayed in college the whole four years. I graduated with a degree in political science, knowing that I didn't want to do it. But I stuck with that because it was my best option at the time. And while I was going through that process of getting my degree was when I was trying new and different things. I studied abroad. Like I said, I had the blog. I interned in Los Angeles. So for me, I would say sticking with something that grounded me and kind of seeing my degree through was like my little stable point. And then from there, I would jump off and try new things. And I would I would suggest that you do the same. I think 20 is so, so young to have an idea of what you want to do. I think most people kind of like, quote, have an idea of what they want to do. But I did. And look where I am now, like a completely different field. So anyone's path could change at any second, but I think it's so important to go out there and try new things. Again, I've said this a million times, but I heard one time from, I can't even remember who, it might've been like a quote on Pinterest, but I read that, you know, your career should be a jungle gym rather than a ladder. So it doesn't need to be linear. You don't need to know exactly what you need to do and what each step it is you need to take right now. You kind of just need to start taking steps and then figure out what you like. So maybe if you're in college right now and you're in a certain degree path, maybe you take some classes outside of that degree path if you can. For me, that was sociology and I ended up minoring in sociology because I loved the courses so much. So I would just say, try some new stuff. Do, you know, a side gig, do some freelancing of some sort that you like. I don't know if it's, you know, writing or something 
creating art or, you know, marketing, whatever it is. There's so many ways to kind of try different avenues on the internet right now. Take extra classes. You can get on something like even like Masterclass or Skillshare and hone in your skills there, even while you're in college. So I would look at this more of like a game and like what kind of skills and experiences can you aggregate rather than worrying about what way your linear future is going to go? Because that's just like not really how it works. That It seems like it's how it, how it works, but I don't know anyone who's successful at anything that like went in one direction. Even my dad, who ended up being a fighter pilot, I did a whole episode with him and I didn't realize this, but even his whole trajectory since high school was kind of all over the place. And he never saw himself being a fighter pilot. By the time he was 25, he was like fighting in war (laughs) in a plane. So it happened so, so quickly for him. And he just kind of rode the wave of what he enjoyed. And then he got there. And that's a kind of a career path that you would assume would be more linear. And his experience proves that not a lot of career paths are linear or they don't have to be. So I know it's hard to say like, okay, don't be nervous. Cause like, obviously when you don't know about the future, that's like kind of the base of anxiety, but I would embrace the anxiety a little bit. That's what I did at least in my, you know, earlier twenties and kind of start looking as at the unknown as a space for you to create what life you want rather than just waiting for life to happen to you and you don't know what's going to happen and all this stuff. So go out there, experience things, learn new things. You're going to find something eventually, but you have to be out there trying new things to find it. It's not going to just like pop into your head randomly. (laughs) So that's my advice. I would say my experience was similar, but again, I just had this in me to like, I just kind of, I consider myself to be kind of like a renaissance woman. I like a lot of different things. So I naturally was just drawn to a bunch of different things. And that really helped me find what I like to do. So try to get into that mindset and have a little more fun with it. Don't be so rigid, you know? And I think I answered all your questions. Also, I want to say something that freed me early on in my 20s was that people seem like they know what's going on and like no one knows what's going on just as much as you. No one knows what's happening. Everyone's just kind of like doing their best and like doing what oftentimes what they think they're supposed to be doing, but no one knows what's happening. (laughs) At least I don't. I have no idea what's going on. All right. Number three, thoughts on getting back with an ex? Question mark. So me and my ex broke up because we weren't happy anymore. We started having to do long distance, et cetera, but there was no real tea. It just simply wasn't working. Now I've moved back to his city and we met to collect our stuff from each other. When we met, it went amazingly. We got on like we did in our honeymoon stage, ended up sleeping together and having a sleepover. I genuinely think it could work as I'm in a much better headspace than I was previously, which caused our relationship issues. However, not sure if I'm just convincing myself it will work as I obviously still have feelings for him. Is an ex an ex for a reason? And this is from E. That was giving, the last line was giving like very Carrie Bradshaw. You know how she like usually ends with a question? Okay. Let me think about this one for a second. Let me get in the zone about the exes. So I will say in general, I do believe in second chances. I do believe you can break up with someone or y'all can break up and then later on come back together and things work out well. I do acknowledge that relationships can end without any kind of drama or toxicity because it seems like you said there wasn't really any tea. So that makes me believe that it wasn't like a toxic end or breakup or anything like that. It was just the distance. And, you know, I understand distance can be really hard, especially if both of you have like nine to five jobs like that you can't miss like for long weekends and stuff like that. Like I understand how that can be just 
annoying. And I absolutely believe that exes can get back together and things can be great. Obviously, that that would be different if he was like the first question, like treating this girl like kind of like shit and cheating and like all the things. That's a different experience. If you break up with some kind of major toxicity involved, maybe don't revisit that relationship just because it's comfortable. But for this situation and the fact that you say that you're in a much better headspace than you previously were makes me think that you had to kind of disengage from this and work on yourself and then come back. And if you feel better about it, 1000%, I think exes can get back together and pursue kind of a new version of their relationship and be a thousand percent fine and oftentimes better than, you know, the last go around. So if you do have feelings for him, if it makes sense and y'all are working great and there's not toxicity and you feel like you've worked on yourself enough to be a good partner, because I also know what it feels like to just not be in the zone to be a good partner. I've dated someone in my past where I just wasn't, well, a couple people, my first two, like, love interests. I wasn't ready at all for the first one. I was way too young. I had a lot that I wanted to do with my life. And that relationship would have been too demanding at the time. And I just really wasn't into the idea of being in a relationship. And then the second time I was just in a really bad mental health headspace, (laughs) mental health space too. I was having a really pretty severe episode of depression. And I quickly learned that while in that episode, it's really hard for me to communicate and to explain to my partner what I need. And I just was not a good partner in that situation. And it wasn't the right guy at the end of the the day too. But I know what it's like to need a break from a relationship and then possibly be able to come back stronger. So 100%, I say give it a shot. If everything's aligning well, good luck. I feel like this sounds like a great opportunity for you to kind of have a renewed experience with this person that obviously seems like a great addition to your life. Okay, next. This is like kind of funny because it used to be my worst nightmare in school to have to read out loud because I feel like I read faster in my head (laughs) than what my mouth can get out. And I'm always like, I was always scared. I was going to like stutter. Like it was major anxiety. I would definitely read ahead in the book to see like where I was going to be and then like practice reading. Very dramatic. But now I'm sitting in front of a mic reading out loud. Like, why did I do this to myself? (laughs) Okay. Number four. We're kind of flying through these. I thought I'd be going a little slower. Okay. Four. First of all, I love the pod. It's the highlight of my week. And one of the main reasons Thursdays are my favorite day of the week. (laughs) Thank you so much. That's how I feel about my favorite murder. Like, obviously... I love my own podcast. I don't necessarily listen to my own podcast, though. You know, like it comes out on Thursdays. But Thursdays, my favorite murder also comes out. And that's when I listen to that. I also listen to Crime Junkie on Mondays. And like, it's the first thing I do every Monday. So I know that feeling. I'm like, okay, I got to get up. Got to listen to the podcast. All right. Back to her. Ask P. I've lived in the same house my entire life with my parents and have had the luxury of living with my parents while I attend school in my home city. Nevertheless, I'm almost done with my degree. I'll be done in December of 2023 and debating on whether to start my career in the city I've lived in my entire life or moving to my dream place halfway across the country. I'm scared that if I move, I'll hate it and miss home, but I'm also scared of starting my career in the city I've lived in my entire life and not being able to or not wanting to leave because of my job. I have a greater opportunity to jumpstart my career where I currently live, but I'm unsure 
of how much longer I want to live here. So I understand this. You guys know I am the moving queen, not only in my young life, but also now. And the idea of picking up and moving and starting over is nerve wracking, but it kind of like the nerves make me excited to do so. It's like something that's always been a really exciting thing for me, at least since I've been an adult. And I wish I could just live everywhere. Like I wish I I could experience so many different places. So I understand the wantingness to get out to like a very severe degree. And of course, you know, if you're going to ask me this question, I'm going to say you got to get out and do something different. If not for your career, then just for your life experience in general. I think moving to places has taught me so much about different kinds of people and different kinds of places and different lifestyles, even just within the United States. There's a very big difference in between, you know, the way that people in Texas that I know live and the people in LA I know live and the people in New York I know live. And I think I've learned so much about myself and about life that is absolutely invaluable just from putting myself in situations like that, that challenge me, that make me kind of have to think on my feet and learn new things and meet new people. I think that that's been more valuable to my life and my career than basically anything else. So I would say if you are thinking about doing it and you're thinking already like, oh, I just don't want to regret not doing it. I think that you should do it because you will regret not doing it most likely. And the good thing about all of this is you're not going to be imprisoned where you want to move. Hopefully, (laughs) hopefully you're going to be okay. (laughs) So you can move there. You can try it out. And then if it doesn't work, you can leave and you can say, Hey, I did it. The worst thing that's going to happen is that you're going to have to move back home and stay in your home city where, you know, everything is comfortable and safe for you and that you, you like it there, obviously it seems. So that's, if that's the worst case scenario, I feel like you owe it to yourself to try. I will say, even though I move a lot, it takes me a little while to get used to cities. Honestly, it took me like two years to get used to Los Angeles. The first two years were a challenge. I also was, you know, I hit the ground running working for myself. So that added more challenges and made things a little lonely sometimes. But I think that you need to keep in mind when you're moving that at first it might seem really intimidating and you might want to run for the comforts of home immediately. I would urge you if you do end up moving, don't do that. Like just push through it. Learn all the things you need to learn. I have an episode called How to Make a Big Move. It's one of my more popular episodes. It's also one of the older episodes. I did it last year in 2021. So you can go find that. And I kind of just dish everything that I have learned and and all my tactics I have for not only physically moving somewhere new, but also just like dealing with the emotions of leaving a place that you know and you like, moving somewhere new and meeting new people and missing the first place and, you know, all the things. So that episode is there for you if you want to listen to it or for anyone who's going to be in that situation. I would say you always got to take the chance. If you have that little like inkling of I need to move, try it. And if you hate it, give it a chance. And if you hate it, move home and everything's going to be okay. No one can fault you for that. I think that's like a beautiful way to be. And especially if you're aware of it, like you are aware, like before it even happens that you might regret not doing it, you got to do it, you know, because then you definitely will regret it. All right. Number five. This is the final one. Hi, Peyton. Thank you for being so honest about yourself and your mental health. You're welcome. I've struggled with really bad anxiety and social anxiety for my whole life. And I was recently diagnosed with mental compulsionary OCD. 
as well, which has basically felt like a year-long depressive episode. I am basically in my head 99% of the time, and I have a difficulty being happy and present. Due to my anxiety and lack of self-confidence, I moved home after graduating college, and I haven't left. I'm 25 years old, living in my mom's basement, working a job that I hate that barely pays enough to allow me to move out. The only quality thing I feel like I have in my life right now is my boyfriend of a year, which for obvious reasons can't be my only source of happiness. If you could give me any kind of advice on ways to improve my life situation, if you can, and how to get myself out of this rut. I've considered asking my therapist about antidepressants, anti-anxiety meds, but I'm scared of the side effects and I have a fear it will just make my life worse. Love E. Lots of E's writing in. Okay, so first I want to say, one, the thing that stood out to me the most is you realizing that your boyfriend is a source of happiness and how easy it would be to make him like kind of the sole source of happiness in your life. Because I feel like when there's one good thing in your life, you really lean on that one thing. (laughs) And the fact that you can recognize that that's not healthy and you want to stop from doing that, like, congrats. I feel like a lot of people can't get out of their own head enough to see that clearly. Because I agree. I would not make him a source of happiness. I think it's a, a lot of pressure to put on someone else. And it also makes it easy for you to be unhappy, you know, in case that were to ever not be a thing anymore. I'm not saying it will be. I'm just saying I like to think in terms of how can I stand on my own two feet? And it seems like you do as well. So I had pretty intrusive thoughts. I talked about this in my episode about getting on anxiety medications, antidepressants. If you have listened to that, I'm sure you have. If you're asking me about it, it's called Hot Girls Take Their Meds. So I want to say that first, anything with medication is going to be between yourself and your doctor. I can't tell you whether or not to get on medications. Obviously, I can't prescribe anything clearly, so you're not going to be able to get any without going to a doctor and speaking pretty in depth about your medications with that doctor. So for me and my experience, this kind of similar to this. I have dealt with anxiety and depression forever. We know this. If you've been around here, I talk about it all the time. When I was alone and I was not in a relationship, it was miserable inside of my head but no one else really had to deal with it because I wasn't living with anybody. I wasn't dealing with someone day to day, like emotionally, I wouldn't say like my friends were kind of a different vibe. And as soon as Joe and I started dating and I started, you know, really getting more into our relationship and falling in love and all the things, I started having more intrusive thoughts, like very paranoid, scary thoughts. And I could not get them out of my head. I think At some level, thoughts like that are normal. And that's just, you know, fear and anxiety helping you survive every single day by like making yourself aware of the possibilities of being hurt or someone you love being hurt. But I was getting it to an abnormal level. Like it was pretty fucked up. And it was just ruining my every single day, which put me in a horrible mood, which made me really stressed and anxious. And just like, I wasn't necessarily saying them out loud. So I wasn't like being that scary negative, I guess. But it just gives you a whole vibe and just like a bad, a bad energy, you know? And I was always just living scared and just having these crazy thoughts run through my head, whether it was you know, things happening to Joe or me or my friends or my siblings or my parents or my grandparents, like it became really unhealthy. So that is the reason I chose to go on antidepressants. And the way that I did it was very conservatively. So I'm still on the lowest possible dose that you can get of a certain antidepressant that I take. I had to go back and forth with my doctors to figure out what works. So there is a time period where 
you might not get your meds exactly right if you do decide to go on them. So I understand the fearing the symptoms. And for me, that was a big part of why I didn't want to go on them for a long time. In my experience, going on antidepressants has been probably one of the best things I've done for myself in my 20s and really figuring out that dosage, really figuring out the specific medication I need to take. It takes a hot sec, but I will say it was for me 100% worth it because I don't have those paranoid thoughts as much anymore. Like I have them a normal amount, but I feel like within two weeks they were just gone, which made me a completely different person at home and in my own head and to Joe and to my family and to everybody. So I would say if you're considering this avenue, I would go talk to a professional about it. Bring it up to your doctor. You said you you were considering bringing it up to your therapist. Definitely bring it up and have that conversation. And you can discuss the ins and the outs. You can listen to the Hot Girls Take Their Meds episode. You can discuss, You can see my entire experience with it, including the side effects. And I think it's something to just at least bring up in conversation. There's no reason not to have that conversation with your therapist. That doesn't mean you have to go on them. It just means you need to have the conversation and kind of open up that topic and see what he or she thinks of your experience and maybe going on antidepressants. You will have to talk to a, a psychiatrist to, you can't just like go to a regular therapist for meds. So a psychiatrist is different. I don't usually like, I'll meet with my psychiatrist and we'll talk about my, only my medication dosage. And then we'll basically talk for like 10 minutes and then we'll be off the phone. Whereas like my therapist, I would meet with longer. And that's like more of a intimate relationship that I have with that person rather than like my psychiatrist that we're just kind of like on the Zoom and then off the Zoom in five seconds because I never change my meds. So anyway, I would say, yes, you got to, You got to start having that conversation if you're thinking about it. So in summary, let's return. What have we learned? If you're in a toxic relationship that's going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and he's got 8 million girlfriends and he can't be alone, dump him. Okay, that's rule number one. Number two, no one knows what they're doing. We are back to, you know, the question of she's anxious about her career path and not knowing what she wants to do. I would say try new things. Have a good time with it. It's supposed to be like kind of look at like a game. What kind of skills can you acquire? Success in your career is not linear as much as you might think that it is or it might look like it after you watch someone's story play out for a few years. Mine certainly wasn't linear. I know people in more like rigid careers even. They're not super linear either. And I would say go try things and also realize that no one knows what they're doing. So you're totally we're all in the same boat here. Number three, getting back with X. An ex isn't always supposed to stay an ex. Maybe if you've changed your life and you're aligning better now, absolutely go for it. Get back with them. Seems like you're, you have the feels. So I would do it. And number four, if you have the inkling to get out of where you grew up and to leave a place and you want to go discover something new, I would do it. Give it a try. Why not? You can always turn back and go back home in terms of a big move make it first. I, every move I made, I literally was like, Oh, I guess I'm doing this. I kind of just like made the plans and didn't even realize that I was doing it. You know what I mean? I just forced myself. So if you have an inkling to do something in your life, even if it's not a big move, try it. The worst thing you're going to do is fail. And at that point, you just kind of reroute and figure something else out. And you learn, you know, I tried this and it didn't work for me. And number five, medications. Again, with any type of thing like this, consult your doctor, talk to your doctor about it. Similar to like the move question, 
there's no reason not to like bring it up. Like you can give it a shot. You could talk to your doctor, see if it makes sense for you. I think that you don't necessarily have to get on them, but start the conversation and start the, the momentum and see what your doctor thinks. Because obviously you're going to talk to her and then talk to a psychiatrist. And then those two people can kind of give you more of a idea of what that might look like for you. And there's no reason to not bring it up. No. All right. So that is the end of this Ask P episode. Y'all have some really, really good questions. I feel like there's so many. Some of them are so long and I want to do like a, like an episode about the topic rather than just add them into the Ask P question like submission thing. I will say if you guys want to submit to Ask P, make sure that you give me as many details as possible so I can know your situation and give you the best advice that I possibly can, obviously. That submission form is in the show notes. There's also submission forms for other things like your simple pleasures, juicy confessions, etc. You guys can also find my social media in the show notes, TikTok and Instagram and YouTube. YouTube full-length video episodes come out on Saturdays and the note to self audio comes out Thursdays. So you'll see the video a couple days after on YouTube. It's on my YouTube channel. Also, I wanted to note that I have now switched all of my social media stuff for Note to Self over to my main Instagram and TikTok because I was just posting on like my own Instagram, my own TikTok, Note to Self Instagram, Note to Self TikTok, and then the YouTube channel. So I've kind of just merged it all on my own social media accounts. Note to Self socials are still up, but I'm probably going to I'm never going to like create new content on there. You know, I'm kind of trying to direct everybody to my own Instagram when it comes to show updates, when it comes to reels, any kind of content, any kind of merch updates, things like that, that will all be on my channels, which are both at Peyton Sarton on Instagram and TikTok. And I'll catch y'all next week. Thank y'all so much for listening to today's episode. You can catch a new episode of Note to Self every Thursday. Please, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the good stuff. I always want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review if you have a sec. Follow Note to Self on social for all the behind the scenes action and more info about the show at NTS by PS on Instagram and at Note to Self Pod on TikTok. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.